as you have the nature of joy you hold to be rejoicing but you see it's not enough to have the nature you must put your nature to work now because god already promised he's going to be with us in his world till the end of days we have no cause to be sad we have every cause to rejoice. The number one thing you must treasure is God's voice. God must be able to speak to you at all times. A believer must be in alignment with God. A believer must be able to decode God's voice. Now, God doesn't just give the word sometimes. He gives instructions. Those instructions are like strategy. Don't just receive the promise in your heart. Also receive the process. All right, now I started um, doing the Impossible series last two weeks thereabout. So for like two Wednesdays, I have spoken on doing the impossible. Now the first one, um, I was able to establish it. And then we talked about what it means to do the impossible. And then, um, you know, establish um, the people who did the impossible. And then the purpose for which we should do the impossible and etc. Then part two, um, I looked into doing the impossible by prayer and fasting because we're going into prayer and fasting. Praise the Lord. So then I spoke about fasting. From there, I went to the fasting benefit. And then let me tell you this. I said how to approach fasting is that you should humble yourself. Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, it said those who humble themselves will heal their land and blah, 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 will forgive them. Then I said number two, worship and eliminate every form of impurities in your heart. That is, you become so active in terms of worshiping God and there is no sin consciousness in your heart. No offense, nothing. It is then that the Holy Spirit can speak to you during the fast. Number three, I said you pray vigorously, earnestly. Now, some of them I said it in passing, so that's why I'm just trying to repeat so that you can remember these things and walk in the light of the truth. You see, you pray vigorously, earnestly, and earnestly in the spirit, and even specifically prophesying. James chapter 5, you read 14 to 18. He said, Elijah is just like us. Then he prayed that there should not be rain. There was no rain. The, the, the high point of that particular scripture for me is saying Elijah is like me. I mean, you need to just think about that. That Elijah is like me. So what God was saying is that you can do the same. In fact, we are in a better position than Elijah. Because in the New Testament, we have the Spirit directly within our spirit, and then we can process the revelation of God in our soul. Then the last one is, I said, listen attentively. When you are hungry, don't let your ears stop hearing. Praise the Lord. You have to listen attentively. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because the beauty of the fast or the productivity of the fast is in actually listening and downloading the things that God wants you to, to hear. All right? And let me tell you this. You fast to flow at super, in the supernatural, all right, to see the invisible and hear the unaudible. Now, I want you to take note. If you don't hear the voice of God, if you fast, you can hear the voice of God with respect to reading the word of God and listening to messages. You hear God. Forget it. There is no amount of teaching. The practical way to hear God is that to fast out of your life, out of your mind, all other voices, and it will get to a point 
is only God's voice you'll be hearing, having prayed in the Holy Ghost and meditating on the scriptures for a while. And then you fast to also see the invisible. You want to encounter God concerning a matter. You want him to show you things concerning a matter. Then you fast to doing that. So today I want to quickly share with you on seeing the invisible. Seeing the invisible. Let me just start by saying this. This is very important. The established scriptural entrances to receiving or doing the impossible, impossible are the following 10. I want to quickly share with you. 10. And I'm not going to explain them. I will just mention them because sometimes, you know, in explaining some of these things, it takes time. But you see, if you can just speak it and then just think on them and check your life. If any of these 10 is in your life, you have to seek for a way to eradicate it. Are you getting what I'm saying? To do the impossible. Let me tell you, there are two categories of people. There are people who have received the impossibles who are supposed to start doing the impossibles. Are you getting what I'm saying? If you are genuinely born again, you have received something that seems to be impossible, that a man in his entire human structure can contain the invisible God in your entire human structure. The Bible says we are the temple of... That is something unimaginable. That is something impossible. All right? So by redemption, we had right to that. All right? By redemption. Even salvation seems to be impossible until Christ came. Because if you look at all the experiences in the Old Testament, it looks like it's impossible for somebody to obey God. It's impossible for somebody to operate in the class of God. It's impossible for somebody to be full of God. Until Christ came. Are you getting what I'm saying? Aha. So you must take note of this. Now, if you have received the spirit dimension of, you know, the, impossible, the seemingly impossible things that God did already done in our life right now, then we should move, you know, from that point to start doing certain mental and bodily things that seems to be impossible or physical things that seems to be impossible by experiencing and seeing the visible. And I tell you, everyone that God used in the scripture at one time or the other had a counter with God. They saw him. Are you getting what I'm saying? They saw him. They knew something was different. Otherwise, you can't, you can't tell, I can't tell you now, point your pen and this door will fling open. And you say, what's the connection between my pen and the door? So God told Moses, he said, point your rod to the Red Sea and it shall pass. Actually, Moses obeying God to point the rod is what we should actually study, not the Red Sea pattern. The point at which Moses got to a point that he had to believe God that if I actually point my rod that seems to be useless, then resting with parts. That's what we should study. And that's why we should be more concerned about the process that bets the miracles than the miracles itself so that we can reproduce it. Are you getting what I'm saying? And believers should not be chasing miracles. Believers should be producing miracles, should be working miracles. Because miracles are taking place in our system. Our spirit is now recreated. We don't have, we don't have, we don't have old baggage. We are not connected to our past. God already disconnected us from anything called human lineage. We are now in a supernatural lineage because we are saved. And born again, translated into the kingdom of his dear son from the kingdom of darkness. If that is you, can you say amen? amen. So take note of these 10 things that can in that see. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven point five pages. So just listen attentively. I will try and rush. 
Now, number one is unbelief, and that is in unbelievers. So that one is out of it. All right? Unbelief. Jesus spoke to his disciples about unbelief. We can say that his disciples were not really transformed or saved until the Holy Spirit came into them. Are you getting what I'm saying? We, were, we can say, okay, they got born again. You know, they experienced dimension. They even performed miracles. But until the Spirit came, the seal of their redemption was not in place. Are you getting what I'm saying? Aha. Uh-huh. You know that Jesus Christ had not died and resurrected for them. Why Jesus was with them? So it was what was flowing from Jesus that they were actually put into work. Otherwise, who was Peter to have been told to step out of the boat to walk on water and he started walking? Somebody who did not have the Holy Ghost inside him. Praise God. I said, Praise God. Now you have to respond, else you elongate this teaching. All right? So if we are here tonight, you cost it. Amen. Amen. Number one, unbelief. Somebody does not want us to stay here tonight. He said, Amen. Praise the Lord. I said, Amen. Amen. (laughs) Number two, number two, carnality. That's for believers who have refused to grow. Carnalities, believers who are just babies. Number three, ingratitude. Number four, number three, ingratitude. Now, if you're online, you can type those things so that others who come around can just see it. Ingratitude. Number four, doubt. Doubt. When you are being double-minded. Bible says a double-minded person cannot receive anything from God, let alone doing things that seemingly impossible. You see that? So, now, number five is disobedience to divine instructions. Bible says if you are willing and obedient, Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19, you will eat the good of the land. So, disobedience, unwillingness. Number six, offenses. And we talked about doing the impossibles, you know, starting the company, employing um, people, you know, getting promotion, getting a better job, breaking into new territories, expanding our businesses, expanding our ministry, and breaking into this. My friend, if you are unwilling, if you are doubtful, if you are, if you are full of ingratitude, if you are doubtful, if you have offenses in your heart, offenses is number six. If you have offenses, those things will be difficult. If you are willing and you are disobedient to instructions, some people are just comfortable where they are. And we're going to talk about it. The reason why people are comfortable in what they call comfort zone, I will tell you today. All right? I hope we will be able to tell you today. Praise the Lord. Now, number, number what now? Number seven. Insufficiency or inadequate revelations. O6, chapter 4, verse 6. So when devil is deceiving you not to be acquainted with the word of God and not to read and study the word of God and not to listen to messages all the time, this is what they are getting you into. To begin to now think that you can't even receive miracles, let alone doing the miracles. Because Jesus said, the work that I do, you will do also. Greater work than this, you shall what? Do. If I raise the dead, you raise the dead. If I heal the sick, you heal the sick. If I feed the multitude, that's like an employer of labor. You can feed the multitude. Praise the Lord. You can feed the multitude. I say praise the Lord. Okay. Number eight. 
the heresy or wrong information. Wrong information when you get into heresy. Number, number nine, impatience. Impatience. Bible says you obtain the promise by faith and patience. You follow those who have obtained the promise with faith and patience. So it's not just about faith. If you are impatient, if you have impatience, then it's difficult for you to persevere because you go through deadly zones. You go through darkest hours that seems like God is no more in existence. Can you imagine the three Hebrew guys? God was looking at them when they were doing all those negotiations. They said they would not bow. God was looking at them. They carried them. God was looking at them. They binded them. God was looking at them. They carried them like this, threw them into the furnace. When they were putting the furnace together, God was looking at them. There was no intervention. There was no intervention until they threw them into the furnace. Your prayer is that God should block the mouth of lion, block the Eden self, the den of lion, for you not to even enter at all. But they carried Daniel and put him inside that den of lion. So are you saying the God of Daniel at that time was sleeping? There are certain things that God just allowed for greater glory to be revealed. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that's why it's not just going to be like, hey, my boss is beefing me, you know, this one wants to sleep with me, or this one, or that one, or this one, or that one. It will make it gravitate to the point that they will look at you and say, you are not even, we are tired of you. Please, don't come back tomorrow. They just use word of mouth to sack you. Very embarrassing stuff. And But you see, in that particular, if you don't go through those kind of darkest moments that you don't know where you are going to stay, you get into a country or you go into places and you are robbed and there is no phone, there is no money, and you can't move from where you are, you have gotten to the end of yourself, then you start seeing the supernatural taking place. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because we are too intelligent and brilliant to be part of what? To be alive. You see, if God wants to bring Eve out of some of you who are Adam now, let's say the Adam of you now, as you know, when God makes you sleep, you'll still be awake. One high will be open. Checking, trying to check what God was trying to do. Because our senses are too active. They are hindering us from getting into things that are way beyond our imagination. Way beyond our imagination. That's why we calculate our future based on our certificate. Calculate our future based on what have been our experiences, based on, based on our networks, based on the friendship we have, based on the relationship. Those things are fantastic. But you see, if you want to actually go far beyond what you have ever thought about in your life, my friend, there are certain physical, natural rules you have to break. And that's what I want to share with you. You have to break rules. You have to dive fully into the supernatural. You have to get to a point that you don't get hungry at 6 p.m. Second day, you are not still hungry. Third day, you just want to hang in there in fasting, just going on there. Because there is something you are desperately looking for. There is something you are after. That you declare fast and say, ah, ha, ha, ha. No wonder you are afraid of pandemics. No wonder, just simple COVID, you are afraid. So you see, listen to me, everybody, impatience. And then the last one is guilty conscience or sin consciousness. Sin consciousness. So there are different categories. I just told you about the spirit, you know, possibilities or spirit dimensions of things that seems to be impossible that can be done. And that's salvation. There is bodily, which is healings, you know, reproduction. 
you know, strength. So God can, I mean, body and physical now, things that physically can be done. Somebody walking on water, that's physical. Somebody parting the Red Sea, some, that's physical. You see what I'm saying? That's the dimension, the bodily and the physical dimension. There is mental dimensions, which is one of the ones I like most, after the spirit dimension, because if you are not recreated, you cannot function mentally. If you are still here, can you say amen? amen. Do you know scientific discoveries, according to the context of my message, is doing the impossible? <laughs> You'll be shocked. <laughs> You'll see what I'm saying. Scientific discovery, technological advancements, those are mental possibilities. Somebody just thought that, look, this thing we used to carry around should be simplified as tiny thing like this. In that, their word then, it was impossible. This is impossible. There are scientists that do what I am teaching today. They had nothing to do with God. I want to shock you. Most of the devices you use, most of them were not born again. They just explore certain things in the realm of their soul. There are certain things they practiced. They went far away from the realm of men. If somebody sits down in a laboratory for three, four, five days, you think the person will not see something? No, no, no. You think the person will not see something? You want to compare that person with somebody who goes to laboratory between 9 and 12 o'clock? Three hours. And from there, it goes to beer parlor. Or you want to compare a lecturer who, who gets into a deep research, research work. If you see lecturing and lecturing, you know there are differences. Who have no time for staff club? Are you getting what I'm saying? Who has no time for necessary ceremony? We are not serious yet, though. We are not serious yet. You realize that when we are serious, if you are the type that carry the knowledge of witty inventions within your spirit and the supernatural wisdom of God to be able to reign, my friend, how to draw that thing out? There are certain things you have to give up on the outside. That's why those who discover some of these things, they don't have normal life. They don't have normal life. Go and check it. Michael Faraday. All those things you call Newton's law. Even Steve Jobs. Some of them knew God. Some of them don't know God at all. But they explore the capacity, the extreme boundaries of their souls. And so they peep. And when God wants to do something on the earth, and believers are not available, and there are unbelievers who, who can die inside laboratory, will reveal it to them. And that's clear. Now, listen. According to the scripture, King Solomon was like that. Wisdom. Jacob on cross-breeding. He didn't just, Jacob didn't just pray. The thing was revealed to him. And he looked at it, like, let me put this and this together. This will happen. And he negotiated based on that. And the whole wealth of Laban was transferred to him. Bezalel and Haholiel. Exodus 31, verse 1 to 18. Some of us don't believe this thing exists in the scripture. Exodus 31, verse 1 to 18. Doing the impossible, verse part three, which is by seeing the invisible. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, verse two, fast. See, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Huri, the son of Or, and the tribe of Judah, verse three. And I have filled him with the Spirit of God. Can you see that? In wisdom. If you can see it, can you read with me? One, two, three, go, everybody. Feed him with the Spirit of God in wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge, and in all manner of 
In all manner of that's what you go to school to learn. It can occur to you that certain elements can come together that human being can benefit from. Are you getting what I'm saying? In all manners of workmanship. Next verse. There's four. Have you seen it? Let's go. To design artistic works, to work in gold, in silver, in bronze. This guy was a pioneer. Can you see that? God can reveal to you how to go about your business in all manners of workmanship. Can you see that? God can reveal to you what will be in vogue in the next five years. And you are ahead of everybody on the earth. That's what Bill Gates said. He said, I saw where the world was going. And I went ahead of them like five or ten years ahead. Before. In bronze, number five. In cutting jewels, yes, for setting in carving wood and to work in all manner of, how many manner? Can you see that God is involved in what the roadside mechanic is doing? Can you see? The roadside mechanic can discover that Pidgeot engine can work inside Mazda. The roadside mechanic can discover that we can put this together, put this together, put this together. By the time they put different parts together from different kind of maker, then it becomes all kinds of model. Because there is a dimension of wisdom that is at work in him. Believers can disappoint heaven in their place of work for not finding solution. I was in a conversation with some friends, and he was telling me, he said, they told me, this is banking. They said there was a challenge. There was a, and auditors were coming, and they had some issues. And he said it just occurred to him while they were doing the meetings. And he told the people in the board meeting, he said, we can move all these errors into one account and start resolving it from that account in order to balance the whole things out. He said, as he said it like this, the meeting they have planned that is going to be long, that's what ended the meeting. That's what ended the meeting. I look at him, I said, you will be difficult, it will be difficult for you to be sacked. You can't, you, a certificate does not sustain you in any place of work. What sustains you is what you offer. Are you getting what I'm saying? You must tap into that wisdom. If these guys were given those kind of wisdom in the Old Testament, you have much more wisdom. The Bible says Christ has become unto us wisdom. I mean, Daniel said, give us one night. They went back. They know they carried something. They know they had something. And then they pray. And God revealed the dream to them. Ah, I know. Those ones, who, it, is, it seems like they were more serious believers than us. Why do we encounter problems? It doesn't become a challenge to us. Even the problems in our own life, we use our mental stuff to want to go and solve it. Without resorting back to praying, to fasting, to pressing into the supernatural in order for us to come out and resolve the issue. We are still here. Say amen. amen. Tonight is a night of challenge for everybody. Because if we have messed up, if you have missed out on some things this year, which we are prophesying and praying that God should restore, then mentally, spiritually, you must be ready and sound not to miss any single opportunity that is, is routed through your way again. You must be on the alert. Don't just be looking at 2021 coming. 
and you enter into it like an empty vessel. Let's wake up. Praise God. Hallelujah. I say praise God. Hallelujah. Let's read on. Maybe we'll see something more. And he talks about the other guy. And I indeed, I have appointed with him Aholiab, the son of Ahishama, of the tribe of Dan, and I have put wisdom in the art of all the gifted artisans. Can you see that? Not just ordinary artisans. I put wisdom, even God look for the best. All the what? All the gifted, all the gifted, not the one dozing on job. You know they doze on job when they doze in church. Praise God. All the gifted artisans, not the ones that delay to deliver. Lies upon lie. Gifted artisans who always find a better way to get things done. Highly creative artisans. God said, I've put wisdom on them. Now listen, what he's saying about the gifted is that they learn some things in school and we can see that it's working in their life. Oh, let's now put supernatural wisdom on top. Artisans, that they may make all I have commanded you. Chai, I learned leadership here. Call leadership don't work with people without divine wisdom. If God has commanded me to carry out something, if you are not giving wisdom to carry it out, if I tell you, you can't even understand it. That's why you come back to tell me it's not possible. And I sounds like a crazy pastor. Your boss sometimes, if he's a believer, sounds like a crazy boss. When they are telling you there is a way out, and that's the way entrepreneurs should think. You must believe there will always be a way out. Can you see now? That if God chose Moses and called him, he fasted 80 days, the people that must work with him to be able to carry out, he will not do the craft work, the craft the, the um, artistic work himself, he will not do it. There are people that will do it that God has chosen. He mentioned their names to Moses. Was he not mentioning their names here? You see, you see if you have to next and develop yourself with that scientific knowledge you have, with that management knowledge you have, you are so vast already, God will mention your name. If you are not called to carry it out, it means that you can't carry it out. I shouldn't be angry. Even church is not a place of politics where there's favoritism. This one is close to it. There's no need. It's results. Jesus is a business Jesus. I've always talked about it. He turned Peter into a multi-millionaire just early in the morning and showed him how to be highly productive. Then he said, join me in ministry. And the truth is, everything that has ever been emotionally attached together, not supernaturally attached, will always detach. And when he's detaching, nobody should get angry because it will go. This Aholiab relating with Moses is supernatural. Can you see it? It wasn't Aholiab that was saying, Moses, God has told me. It was Moses that was saying, Aholiab, you have been chosen. Are you getting what I'm saying? Does that mean Aholiab cannot be told? It was Moses that God told. Your brother, Heron. So I put wisdom in the heart. I, I didn't even plan to share all this. Please, let's just quickly move. <laughs> wisdom in the heart of all gifted artisans that they may make all that I have commanded you. It will be difficult for you to, if you gather people by the flesh, they won't be able to do nothing. You'll be pursuing them to do their job. There are certain resolutions I've made within my spirit. 
that will be executed by force. Next verse. The tabernacle of the meeting, the hack of the testimony. Can you see where they, will go, they are going to be making? Can you see where they are going to be making? The tabernacle of the, the hack of the testimony and the mercy seat. That is, let me tell you what we are doing is supernatural in the church setting. It's purely supernatural. You can't say that these people should sing. What you are causing to happen is moving the presence of God into the life of the people. I was sharing with the graphic designer. You can design a particular flyer that is so attractive, anointed, and gets people to church and they will be delivered. That is the truth. You don't just design graphics just by designing. You are told to design graphics. You go and pray in tongues. You go and pray in tongues. Forgot to give you concepts of how to go about it. But people are too natural, too scanner, too all kinds of terrible and horrible approach to sacred and supernatural things. You can see it here now. Furniture in the... Go and read the rest. But what I wanted to show you is that in the realm of mental capacity, God can do the impossible through anyone who has anointed and given wisdom for it. You know, I just told you about scientists. There was a mechanical engineer I read about who built a 40 inches mirror. And you know this guy started seeing things that were not naturally seen by ordinary people. Let me read some of the things he started seeing. He saw invisible heat. He saw cough. When you cough, he saw it with the mirror. He saw music. He saw music, you know. <laughs> By that technology, he was able to see music when, it's been, when you are singing. He sees it. And later on, he developed, he framed it within seven and nine foot framed mirror. He framed that mirror. Then he saw the cascade of cold hair falling from a fridge, a refrigerator, when you open it. And then he saw the eruption of the heat above a barbecue grill. Now, don't think about barbecue now. The eat, not smoke. That's what you see. But you saw it. Are you getting what I'm saying? There are things that are not naturally visible to the eyes that are seen in the laboratory. How many of you believe that? There are gas, or let's say gaseous substances or gases that are not actually visible to the eyes. Those who are scientists, they understand what I'm talking about. In fact, there was a time some things were not visible until they made this so. You know that before? It wasn't possible for people to just, you know, one way or the other, connect the pregnant woman to, and they are looking at the baby. Now they look at the baby in the, do you get what I'm saying? Before it was not so. You know, baby in the, as pregnancy is invisible, right? But now people can see it scientifically. So that's on your mobile phone, you can just press something, and you're talking with somebody in America, and then you are seeing yourself. Are you getting what I'm saying? There are other technology coming up. In the next 20, 30 years, you can imagine the, the kind of technology that will come out. So people that are going to bring out those kind of technology, they are not the ones using the ones that are in vogue now. Are you getting what I'm saying? You are hoping to get iPhone 12, iPhone whatever, but they are thinking, are you getting what I'm saying, of iPhone XX, iPhone 
um, hundred. Are you getting what I'm saying? They are getting. They are. They are taking it to the point that you can. You can stand like this. The technology that somebody who is in America stands before you and you hug yourself. Even if you're husband and wife, you can meet yourself and then the person get pregnant in America while you're in Nigeria. That is the way they are thinking. Things are going beyond and most believers are just seated there. Do you think, how do you think Jesus Christ is going to come? No, 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 how do you think Jesus Christ, if we are not going to get into these things and start breaking boundaries, causing things to happen. Look at your business right now. You must think of the impossibilities that seems like, things that seems like not possible in the line of your business, and deliberately go and pray out some of those solutions into your spirit. And that's what can give you an edge. If you are still here, can you say amen? amen? Now listen, that you can't see something does not mean it does not exist. I hope you believe that. If you agree, can you say amen? amen. You have to agree. That you can't see something does not deny their existence. There are opportunities like healing, health, promotions, jobs, marital partner, fruit of the womb, business deals, networks, houses, and other provisions of God for his children that have always been there. God is not just going to make your children. They have always been what? There. Bible says, blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. He has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. He has blessed us with our future ahead of time. He finished already our life before he came back to give birth to us on the earth. And now started taking us in fulfillment of those things. And that's why we can't do without him. Glory to God. In fact, in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4, go to verse 4. Bible says, we are chosen. Look at it. He said, just as he chose us in, he was describing verse 3. He said, just as he chose us. You see, he said, when your redemption took place, when your salvation took place, it's not when you gave your life to Christ. It has taken place in him before the foundation of the earth. And when it took place, he now blessed you. He was a full package. Healing was part of it. Promotion, marital partner, blessing, marriage, children, everything was part of it. It was a full package. He said, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Does this describe you? Yes, sir. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Come on, rejoice. Rejoice concerning your Amen. Amen. <laughs> if you are watching me, please, at home, wherever you are, also responds to the instructions that is being given. And you'll be blessed for it. Now listen to this. The spirit is wind. The word for spirit is the word pneuma. And but you see, you see, you, 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 you can feel that the wind blows, right? You can feel him. And that word pneuma is likened to God because the Bible says that God is spirit. And he said, whoever is born of the spirit is what? Spirit. The same root word is pneuma. And then, what I want to bring out of this is you don't see the wind, but you feel the wind, right? Now, I want to teach you something. Most of the times, our Christianity has been to just feel God and not see God. 
We have to move and gravitate. We are not going to stop feeling God. That's what happens in fellowship. That's what happens in worship. That's what happens when we hear God's word. That's what happens when we pray. You know you feel there's a supernatural, a spiritual feeling that you have. But you have to move to a point where you start seeing him. Somebody say, I hear. I hear. You know why? Because you are also a wind, a product of the wind. Is that clear? He that is born of the spirit is what? A spirit. Hmm. So because we are his children, number one. Number two, because we have the same quality of life. So we can start seeing him even as we feel him. All right? And then we have the same spirit. We operate in the class of God. Now listen. However, our flesh and human reasonings are our most obstacles from fully operating at that realm. And when I get there, I will show you. The Bible says you don't walk by sight. You walk by what? By faith. So we don't, we don't, listen, you know, let me go to the scientists now so that you know the difference. We don't see the invisible as the scientists. That's the difference. They can stay longer on a course before they discover it. But hers will not be longer. The astrologers in Daniel's time stay longer, they delayed, until King got angry and said, kill all of them. But this guy got one night. Praise God. Somebody say one night. one night. For God to have recorded it, it means there are things that can be solved overnight. I want us to get to a point where you'll be desperate for results in a God's way. Until you get to that, you'll be unnecessarily comfortable with nonsense. You have a house and you're comfortable. You bought a car, you have cars, you have family, you are you're giving back. And you're, does that make your life different from a, an unbeliever who just went to school, got a good job, have family, give? What makes your life different? Because your life is a Zoe life, right? Then you should produce things that can only be traceable to a Zoe God. Not running after weak, running after best, best this, newest this, newest that, to always want to prove that God is on our side. God is not on your side. It's not by those things. You can have those ones as materials to achieve. They are just means to an end, not the end in itself. If you are still here, can you say amen? amen. So we don't, we don't see the invisible getting to, into the invisible like the scientists or the engineers with physical scientific apparatus, but with supernatural revelation, a counter discernment of the spirit and insight that brings eureka and recognition moments. You remember Luke 24. If you read it, when Jesus Christ was on his way with, to the emails with those two guys, when he broke bread with them, the Bible says their eyes opened and he disappeared. They recognized him. They saw him. You know, you can be walking with him and not, saw him, and not see him. He can be talking with you and yet your heart is burning. You are having a revelation in your heart. It's just burning. It has, not, it has not become a pattern, an imagination that produces a finished product as a vision to you which you need to pursue. 
So as they broke bread and delayed him and said, stay with us, and they broke bread, they broke bread and gave it to them, their eyes opened and it disappeared. Hey, we saw the law. Immediately that night, though it was late, they made a decision. That's why people can be, that's why can, people can sleep and say it's the night. He that sleepeth, sleepeth in the night. My friend, there is nothing you will be afraid of. They were the one that told Jesus Christ it's night, stay. Probably because of insecurity, because it's late, and blah, blah, blah. They themselves could not stay that night. The Bible says they went back to Jerusalem also. So that means there are decisions you will make when you see him. There are decisions you won't be able to make until you see him. Are you getting what I'm saying? Psalm 119, verse 105 and 130. They return to Jerusalem. Psalm 119, verse 105 verse, and 130. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Without the light of God's word, you can see. Verse 130. The entrance of your words give what? Fotizo, light. Eureka moment. You just know God is in this place. It gives understanding to the simple. Anna has been going, but there was one Shiloh that he saw him. She saw him. Ah, the priest said, why, are you drunk? I said, no, I'm just pouring, pouring my heart. It was a deeper fellowship. He said, it's, it's done. Now listen, some people's refusal to leave seemingly comfort zone I mean, what some people even call comfort zone is not comfort zone. It's nonsense zone. The seemingly comfort zone, the people who are saying comfort zone are people who see themselves to be rich already. All right? I'm not saying rich by the spirit. People who have cash in their account and they look at their account, they are at rest. In February, I'm going to Dubai. From there, I'll go to UK. I'm talking about those kind of, those are the ones that are in comfort zone. If you don't have that, you are not, you are, not, you are just in calm zone. Calm, maze zone, praise God. Not comfort zone. So if you see people are in their comfort zone, they got a job, they feed their family, they are okay, they go there, they are able to attend parties, they are able to give to this, and then they have, you know, they say, after all, we are blessing to two, three families. You know, those who are in their comfort zone, they refuse to live in their comfort zone. I want to tell you the reason now. And those who are not yet in the comfort zone, they are in the dissatisfied zone, and yet they are emotionally attached to the zone, so it's difficult for them to disconnect from that dissatisfied zone at level. I will tell you the reason. You know the reason? This is the reason. It's as a result of what they physically see. No wonder they, to them, seeing is believing. It is carnality for believers to be comfortable let alone controlled by what you see. If there is something in your life that you cannot give up, that you cannot give to God, you are being controlled by it. It means that you have a sense of security. You have a sense of security that is attached to it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Uh -huh. You have a sense of security that is attached to it. I knew I was not going to use a particular certificate to go to work, and I went to go and study for it. There's something I was looking for. And I got the certificate. You find it difficult to give up certain level of money. You find it difficult to give up. That thing is in control of your life. If you can, if you can give them hope, you can still be emotionally attached. 
But when you start giving them up, you have taken, you have gotten mastery over them. But it takes somebody who has seen God to give up those kind of things. You cannot just be talking to it. You will teach, the teachings are good, but you, to get to a point, the thing will hit your spirit. Are you getting what I'm saying? For you to give, you don't, for you to give, are doing end of the year sacrifice. People, you don't understand. When you say give, something that costs you, for you to give, after David prepared for the temple, the leaders were steered. How can this man give this much? The leaders, by the time they gave, the Bible says they gave, 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 gave. They didn't give up to 25% of what David gave. All the chiefs and the leaders in Israel. It is carnality for believers to be comfortable. The reason why you are comfortable in your comfort zone is because of what you are seeing. You have attached your security to your account. Attach security, do you understand, to what you can see. Attach it so much to your kids. You are so much emotionally attached to your kids that if your kids say, I want to go to seminary, you will say, go for, with all that I've spent over your life, attach so much to your cars, attach so much to your jewelries, attach so much, you can't give them up. It means that what you are seeing is physical. You have not seen the invisible. Your true security and peace is in none of what you physically see. Child. That's why Apostle Paul says, look at the things above, not the things beneath. He said, these things you can see, anything you can see is temporal. Praise God. Even human being is temporal. I hope you know. Because one day they will be there. That's why you can't see some of your grandpas or maybe any of your parents who are going to be with the Lord or who are gone somewhere else. So you know that they are no more there. Praise the Lord. You know some kids, they are not sure where their parents are. Don't bother yourself about that. Hebrew 11 verse 1. Hebrew 11 verse 1. Hebrew 11. Now faith is the substance of things so far. The evidence of things not seen. If your evidence is what you see, you are not in faith. If the reason you worship God, the reason everything you are doing is according to what you see, you are not in faith. My friend, the reason why you want to marry that person, everything is summed up in what you see in that person. You are not in faith. For marriage will bring you what you did not see. Praise God. Have I started seeing? Yes. It's just five days you start saying. As she started saying, yes. Are you still there? I hope you are thinking along. Our fasting is not slowing down the rate at which you are thinking and assimilating. Praise God. Else I will speak to your brain to pick up right now. Glory to God. Are you still here? Yes, sir. You see, I'm hungry at the level of our productivity. 2021 is a year of compensation. Come on, rejoice. Glory to God. How many of you want compensation?
You know, the people they compensate, <laughs> when they say you compensate some people, maybe they went through some calamities or there are some natural disasters and blah, blah, blah. Well, regardless, compensation is yours. For you, it should be seeing the invisible is believing. Seeing the invisible is believing and speaking to see the visible stems out of the invisible. Seeing the invisible is believing and speaking to see the visible, the visible that stems out of the invisible. That's what Hebrew 11 verse 3 says. Verse 2 says, by faith they obtain good reports. Verse 3 says, by faith we understand that the words were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of the things which are There is something about seeing here that command the impossible. Our human eyes can collect invisible supernatural information, also known as revelation, because they are not created that way. All right? For that, except if they are hijacked by and taken over by the Spirit. So that's why you see open visions sometimes. But let me tell you, what you see when your physical eyes are closed should be the driving, should be driving your life, not your sight. It is called vision. Are you getting what I'm saying? What you see when your eyes are closed. So what do you see when your eyes are closed? 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, verse 5, verse 7. For we walk by faith and not by sensory perceptions. We don't walk by sensory perceptions. You don't attach your security and your emotional life. You don't get emotionally attached to your estate. Let me tell you, there is nothing you are enjoying right now that God doesn't have something that is 1,000 better. 1,000 times better. An estate, living in an estate or living in a good place, is not actually the end in itself. It's a means to an end. There is something God wants to achieve by connecting you with the friend. By putting you in that place. Whether the place is comfortable or not, you have to just find out. There is a reason. You see, the testimony of a man who prayed, I think I've shared it before, and God told him to go to Sheraton. And he went to Sheraton to see a lawyer, stranded, disturbed, confused. And he received the word of the Lord to go to Sherati and sit down there. He got, he got there, he sat down. For some minutes, hours, he was tired. He said, ah, God, why? Maybe probably at the reception or something. He just sat maybe at the bar or so. So he was already tired, frustrated, almost going. And he just saw a white man being rope-handled by the hotel staffs and blah, blah, blah. And then he was struggling with them. And God said, go and attend to him. He said, stop. Leave him. I'm his lawyer. Just brought up, said, leave it. And he was able to, they were able to resolve, and they resolved it, and then they left him. And he just interacted with the man, and then they spoke, they greeted, and he gave the man his card. And the man left months after nothing. And then he went back to sit down. He didn't even know that that was the main thing. And so later he now got to know that that was it. He just left. So he, he wasn't even angry. He went home angry. He said, is this what you, came to? you told me to come and do it? Yeah. You know, months after, there was a call from the company of that man and said that you had an encounter with social person while he was in Nigeria. We have a plan for West Africa. There's, we have been trying to enter into West Africa and we deem it fit that you are the most competent and qualified person 
to be our face in the West Africa. So they said before the deal can be struck, um, they can agree on the deal, then you have to come to the United States. They flew him on first class. And he said since that day, he never flew, he never fly anything less than first class. His life changed. He's a prominent pastor who is a lawyer in this country. My friends, the second part of this message is hearing the inaudible. When we get there, I will show you. But for somebody to pray to the point that the Spirit tell him, go to Sherate. You first size yourself. I mean, you think I'm a cleaner. Let me just stay in my house. Or some people will just say, ah, Sheraton, what do you mean, Sheraton? Well, what am I doing? I mean, it doesn't make sense. Are you still here? Yes, sir. Are you sure? Now, let me give you one or two things, and then I will, I will do part 3B <laughs> next week. But this thing is so sweet. I'm supposed to finish it. Ha, ah, it's so sweet. Genesis 28, verse 10. Let me show you something. Genesis 28, verse 10 to 17. Let me see if I can just paraphrase it. Jacob went out from Bathsheba and went toward Haran. Look at what happened, verse 11. So he came to a certain place, stayed there all night, because the sun... And he took one of the stones of that place and put his head on it, lay down in that place to sleep, yes? And then the Bible says, then he dreamed. And he, behold, he saw the ladder, the angels ascending and descending. Where, can you see that? And then the angels of God. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, blah, blah, blah. So you see what he saw. Which will lie, I will give you and your descendants, talking about the land. Go to verse 17. So God rehearsed all those promises and told him many things. Go to verse 17. Do verse 16. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep. Do you remember he was asleep? And said, surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. If God does not tell you, you can't know it. If God does not show you, you can't know it. You can only see what you are shown. Are you getting what I'm saying? You can only hear what you are told. And God was here, and I did not know it. Yes, next verse. And he was afraid and said, how awesome is this place? You can even be despising your business and think God is not there. You can be despising your career and think our career, you see, my career is obsolete. I was agricultural engineering. was animal science. Are you getting what I'm saying? When people are talking about coding, talking about telecommunication, talking about animal science. Everybody these days have pets, so there's no... You can be thinking God is not there. But look, every one of you, you are candidate of encounter in Jesus' name. This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. So please, your business, your career, your marriage, connected to heaven. Angels are on errand, doing divine supernatural meetings for the advancement of your businesses and your career because they know that if he advance, the kingdom will advance. It's actually the advancement of the kingdom because your business, your career is your ministry as given to you in that industry. 
So you don't know anything until you are told or shown. Jeremiah 33, verse 3. Call upon me and I will tell you things and I will show you things that you don't know. So we must, we must live as believers from the supernaturally invisible or unseen to seen from inside out, not outside in. Ha, this one I want to get into. Okay. Let me try and close with this. Your stability and advancement is grossly affected by your sight and inner hair. They form your perception. You see, let me tell you, most of the things you were told growing up is what is having effect in your life right now. Most of the things you were told and most of the things you, you saw. The reason why some people have mediocrity kind of mindset is because they live in places that are not excellent at all. It has it has polluted their mind or configured, no, not even polluted, configured their mind in such a way that they find it difficult to get out of the horizon of that thought. The thing has framed their mind for mediocrity because it's what they see often. And those kind of people, what will break them out of it is to start seeing excellence. Are you getting what I'm saying? You got get into things that you say, what? So a city can be well built and beautiful like this. Some people, I know Paris, and they say, see Paris and die. Because of the way, do you understand? There are other cities coming up now. Most of those infrastructures that are even getting those silly. That's why people just troop to Dubai. I remember a friend just recorded, he said, ah, ah. he said, where's my president? Do you ever come here at all? Everybody shouting, ah, development in Lagos, Fashola, hey, this, 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 this one, that one, that's I say you've not seen city now. If you see city, you know. Go to even China cities. You see constructions, crazy constructions that came out of people's thoughts. A communist country. Have you ever wondered why the Japanese will have the best of automobiles? The Germanys will have the best of machines. Most countries that are not practicing Christianity. You know why? They deliberately expose their soul to development and innovations. They are not tired to give in to, they are always in competition with themselves. Nigeria is not in competition with anybody. We are just there to receive what they do. Or your life must not be like that. Somebody say, I refuse to be comfortable. In that comfort zone. Say, I'm moving forward. So your stability and advancement is grossly affected by that. And let me tell you this. That is why when you spin and try to walk after, you become so dizzy and unstable. How many of you have done something like that before? Especially when you were small. I remember you used to say, yes, sir. You remember what I'm talking about? And then you spin. And then by the time you want to walk, you are unstable. Because you know why? What actually affected you is that your hearing has become unstable. Your sight, the collection of information from your environment has become, you know, so funny. So by the time you try to stabilize yourself to walk, everything you have collected from your environment is affecting the way you collected them, collated them, has affected your stability. And that is why you have to stay somewhere else first to start seeing properly before you start walking. So you see, the reason why you walk the way you walk, so stable, is as a result of what you are hearing and as a result of what you are seeing. Scientifically, it's like that. Medically speaking, 
If something is wrong with your hair, you might not be able to sit down. You might not be able to walk. Have you heard people with diseases like that? Yes. Go and find out. So what you see affects your emotions, stability, and advancement. Look, for, look at this. Have you ever seen a small baby that is frightened when you just bring something that looks like a monster? Small baby. But by the time the parents show their face like this, they start smiling. Hey, daddy, daddy, daddy. There's a different response. Re response to that reacts to the... Do you get what I'm saying? So what you see can frighten you. What you hear can frighten you. If somebody says, hey, at that moment, you are frightened until you regain yourself. So deliberately, you must position yourself to hearing. That's why Bible says faith comes by what? Hearing. That's why Bible says that we don't walk by sight. We walk by what? Faith. So you must position your eyes to see things that feed your faith and boost your faith. You must position your ears to hearing things like that. How a food look like affects and influence our appreciation or taste or appetite towards the food, not just the aroma. How many of you know what I'm talking about? If you see the way it sets alone, you can start salivating and be hoping you are caught to participate on the table. I know some of you are breaking your fast in the realm of the spirit now. Your countenance changes when good and bad happens. What is the good that can happen to you that can change your countenance? Don't let us talk about bad. What is the good? Give me an example. You said? What do you say? Two million dollars in your account, right? Just land now. Pam. Even though your account is a Naira account for two million dollars. <laughs> well, I don't know whether you have domiciliary account, but if you have domiciliary account and two million dollars just land, they say, well, glory. Let me tell you, even some of you can control your emotions. I, I can receive big money and I will not, you will not know. <laughs> but the money is not big enough. As she talked about two million, just dropped two billion in my account, two billion naira. I said, glory to God. <laughs> you must see a little, are you get what I'm saying? Not that I won't glorify God if two million comes, but, you know, but, you know, that one, when I said glory to God, you may not even feel it around me. I'm saying two billion, boom, boom. <laughs> I said, oh. <laughs> <laughs> glory, glory, ah, glory, glory. But you know, in all that, God is saying you must not still attach your emotion, stability, your security to the two billion. Because he can ask you, drop one billion. You say, ah. Oh, <laughs> my That excitement disappears. That's how you know people that didn't get the excitement by revelation. Because if you know it was God that routes you to you, you will know that it deserves any of the amounts. Should we close? What you see affects what you think. That's where I will start next week. See, this thing I'm, sh I'm sharing with you, I'm going to connect it with Enoch that saw and was no more with Moses that saw the invisible. You know, the Bible says that he endured and saw the invisible. 
You know Bible says that. So practically speaking, I want to show you. I want to connect it, you know, Jacob saw. Jacob saw. Jacob was not just in the house of Laban. You saw that he saw. He saw. So that means when he got to the house of Laban, he started interacting based on what he saw. He knew he was coming to possess a land. He saw. Somebody say, I see. There is a song that says, I see you, I see, I see you, I see. Do you know this song? Do you know this song? Okay. You don't know this song? Glory to God. So how many of you are blessed? Glory to God. Rise up. We know you have been blessed by the insightful teaching of God's word and impartation of God's spirit by Pastor Tokwe Awofisayo, brought to you by Communion Christian Center. For more information on how to be a partner and others, contact 080-3585-8047 or send a mail to admin at communioncc.org. You can also download more messages for free at www.communioncc.org. Remain blessed as you fulfill your destiny in Jesus' name. Amen.